Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Welcome in. You are indeed listening to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of it, much less detailed a podcast, here with you live on a Thursday night, August the 25th, 2022. I'm Dre, he's Jay, and we're supposed to be joined by guests. Haven't heard from them today, so I'm a little worried, I have to admit, but uh, Jay, you know, if, if nothing else, we got two hours live and, you know, we can deal some time if we have to. Yeah, I mean, filling time is not a problem for us, so we find us a void and we will fill it. It's a wild off season that we talked uh, a lot about, but there's been a few things that have happened uh, in the last month or so as the preseason gets underway, and now we got about a week left of preseason. Uh, it's been some some. Uh, events, some extra events that have gone down. Uh, of course, the, uh, the Deshaun Watson saga finally yep. appears to have met its end. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, am I just a, a cynical bastard? Which the answer, of course, is yes. Or uh, did they not decide on an 11-game settlement knowing that that means that Deshaun Watson's return would be at Houston? That That's not a coincidence, right? Yeah, that's cynical. Uh, I'm usually the more cynical one of us on the show. I don't understand the the purpose. I mean, is that just to rub it in the Texans' face, or it, it's just all to... about popping a huge rating? There's no way you're going to uh, pop a rating for Cleveland versus Houston except for having Deshaun Watson play. So how many, that's how all... many people? How many people in the stands for that game will stand and cheer if he's carted off the field in that game? <laughs> Um, a lot. <laughs> a a just, large just, percentage of that stadium would, would cheer just yeah. like Philadelphia cheering Michael Irvin uh, going down at Veterans <laughs> Stadium. That that though this would be that would be next this would be next level. Or uh they go down there with Watson and, and lose that game. Oof. To, well, to your boy just, uh to your boy General Mills. My guy. My my M V P candidate. I'm I'm not picking him for M V P, trust me. I'm just Hype, uh, getting the hype going and continuing you know, that storyline, the, the fact that I actually the, like the guy. You're the president and sole member of the <laughs> General Mills fan club. Like I, I mean, I had the Josh Freeman fan club going for yeah. a few years, and the Jake Kumaro fan club. Oh, that was definitely your guy. So uh, oh. <laughs> so now you could be yeah. the, the General Mills fan club. The, the sole proprietor. I, I've actually seen some things written every, uh, here and there. About the uh, hey, watch out for this guy. He, he might surprise some people coming up. So I, I'm not the only one that saw something. So I'm, well, I'm very glad you know, to know, but I'm not alone. We're two weeks away, a little less than two weeks away from our our, our season previews, and I, I just got to say, God, I, I hope we if we're, if there's a division that we, we can gloss through, boy, it's that AFC South. Yeah, not a lot try, going on there. Try to polish a turd, 
talking <laughs> about that division. But however, we'll probably spend 45 minutes talking about it because it's just an absolute, you know, dump heap of a division, uh, which are sometimes the more fun ones because, you know, when it's that wide open, very, very, very slim chance that we're kumbaya on that thing. You know, you Yikes. say that, and then I think, I think about each team. There's stories about each team. There's something interesting. Yeah, there's, there's definitely We'll see what Jacksonville, can they recover no. after the, the Urban yeah. Meyer fiasco? We'll see what the Titans have in store now that they know what the Dolphins knew all this time, which is don't trust Ryan Tannehill. He's going to break your heart yeah. eventually. Um, and Matty Ice to Indy. That, that's that's right. new. That's different. Right. Even no, that division's got storylines. There's, there's storylines there, but, man, that, that division's trash. <laughs> uh, they should not be favored to win the Super Bowl. Nobody in that division, that's for sure. Right. And whoever makes the playoffs from that division is getting their Saturday, their first game <laughs> Saturday for Wild Card Sunday and, and can quickly exit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh so I'm I'm disappointed uh, that uh, Renard and Cass they we we were texting and trying to figure out the schedule. Uh, Cass has apparently got a new gig. She she drives trucks and her schedule is very difficult to figure out. So we we you know navigated and negotiated through text and Thursday at 9 p.m. That was the plan and. Uh, he asked me to send him the link to the show, and I sent it to him, and that's the last time I heard from him. And that would be uh, <laughs> when was that? Uh, uh, this past Monday, so three days. Well, ago, it so. ends up really being kind of a wash because we were going to do a show on Tuesday this week, anyways. Um, at least we had talked about it, so we just we moved it two days to accommodate a guest, and the guest couldn't make it, and that probably won't be the first time or the last time in the history of uh, media. That that a guest is a no show. Yeah, um, it's, I have to admit it really doesn't happen to us. Pretty much every time somebody says they're going to be there, oh, they, yeah. they've been there uh, for the ten years. And believe me, I've kept track and thought about it because I've been so thankful that we haven't had a situation like this where we have a, a and we anticipate a guest. We don't have guests that often anyway. Uh, but every time right. we ask, you know, obviously Dave and uh, Jerry. Uh, have their spot every yeah, single year, and every Dave year they, they come through. We've had the commission a couple of times uh, yep. from our fantasy yep. baseball league. No, it's it's been it's been a solid run. Uh, we've had uh, Tim, the DC correspondent. Yep, every time we've asked him to come on, he's been there. So, as it's you know, I'm not trying to uh, disparage or, or put down Renard or, and Kaz. I'm just a little disappointed that they weren't able to to make it. Um, when we set up a, a, a date, I'm sure something happened or, you know, something came up and uh, we'll, we'll figure that out and, and get together at some other time and, and see what happened. And we'll uh, make, you know, make the space and have them on, on another show uh, some other what, time. So. What it, what it does, uh, what it does change for me is the headspace now of having to us do uh, a half a show each versus a quarter of a show. Right. Each or, or, or making, or making space for the, the randomness of conversations because, you know, you, you don't really have to prepare for a conversation with, with, with those two because it'll just take its own direction and, you know, being that they have their own show too. Um, but, you know, we're, we're all very, you know, familiar with and, and, and good at just kind of just bouncing off of each other. So yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be missed tonight, but Hey, we're, we're still here. We're, we're doing it live. I was, 
I was I was ready to throw like four questions out there and assume that that would fill up the two hours. Yeah, or just bring up the Bears. Just, just talk, you know, because you, know, oh. you know at some point I was going to give uh, Renard crap about the Bears. So, Oh, yeah, that was definitely one of the questions. So, Justin Fields, what about him? And then a half uh, hour later. Yeah, I, you know, the only thing I'm, I'm glad, uh, I can't say glad, but the only thing I'm glad that I have to avoid tonight is usually uh, we would get put on the on the mat as far as our preseason picks. And I don't have to cross that bridge tonight or be diplomatic about things or, you know, try not to give too much away from our next show. Right. Uh, or just admitting I, I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> I have no idea what, uh, what my I, picks are going to be for, am, for the most part. I am starting to formulate my opinions of, of, mm-hmm. of teams and, and, and things this season. Um, we were at our first preseason game well, not mine but I took my we took the kids um yeah to their first game that was last Friday night up here at Lambeau Field and uh just the kids have been to a couple of baseball games and I don't think they were prepared for the enormity of, of the NFL experience you know it's, it's a lot it, yeah, all the pomp and certain, even for preseason, because you have to mm-hmm. figure this was the only preseason game up here, so they're getting everything ready for the season, you know. So everything was in full effect there. I mean, there was fireworks. We had the flyover from the, the Coast Guard uh, before the game. And, you know, it's funny because my daughter's sitting next to me, and she was very into the game. So for most of the time I was talking to her about, the things that were happening and explaining to her because we had uh, we had some real high seats, so we were looking straight down from the end zone, but we were up high. And oh my god! <laughs> oh, I hear giggling. Oh, oh, she's just I'm just sitting here in the dark, and I look next to me, and there's a face. Okay, here I'll let her tell you. <laughs> okay. Here, I was talking about us going to the game. Hi. Hi, Tranny. <laughs> Don't scare your father like that. He's very sensitive. <laughs> so how'd you enjoy the game? I liked it a lot. What did you like about it? Uh, the seats. You like the seats? Okay. Uh, your dad was saying the seats were really high up, so you, you like the, the really high up seats? Mm-hmm. Okay. You like that better than if you were down low? Probably. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know, a lot of people prefer, like, down low to be, you know, a little closer to the to the action, closer to the players, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, you can't see quite as much as you can when you're up high. So I, I understand why you like it up high. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what, what else did you, you like? Did you like all the, the fireworks and stuff? <laughs> no? Oh, come on down, what? buddy. <laughs> I was saying, uh, he, he said there was a lot of fireworks and stuff. You liked all of, all of that? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, he's telling you about the the football. You did you learn something about uh, about football? Uh huh. <laughs> I learned that it's super dramatic. <laughs> okay. It, yeah, it, it can be super dramatic. Yeah. 
Um, so that's good. I'm, I'm glad you got to experience that. I've actually never been to a NFL game, so you've been to more than I have. I've been to a college game, but not but not NFL. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Hello. Hi. So you you went to a football game? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. What did you like about it? Um, the the Packers won. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> like that the Packers won. Okay. Uh, uh, what else? You had you had a lot of noise, a lot of fireworks, a lot of music. You, you liked all of that. There was a lot of a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of noise. Uh, and do you, do you like the the seats high up, or would you would you prefer it to be lower to the to the players? Um, I like them high up. Oh, okay. Your, your sister liked them high up too. That's that's, that's interesting. Well, I'm sure you guys had a, a lot of fun. You, you've been to more NFL games than me now. I've only I've never been to a to an NFL game, so you you got me beat there, buddy. <laughs> what else you been doing this summer? Um, summer school, playing Monopoly. I like Monopoly. That's that's um, it's a long game, but I it- but I like playing it. Yeah, also playing baseball. Okay, cool. That's that's good. I I, I miss being a kid. I've been working all summer, so I I, I envy you. Are you going to say goodbye, buddy? Oh, okay. Oh, say goodbye. 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 Bye. Okay. Bye, buddy. Good night, buddy. Okay. Love you, buddy. Okay. Oh, good night. Boy. Okay. Good night. Well, you can always, oh, my God, my daughter somehow snuck to it because, yeah, I've got the headphones on. I actually heard her Jeez. giggle before you noticed her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I heard the giggles, and then I hear you go, oh, God. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden there's just a the face show. next to me in the light of the computer <laughs> down here. Like, uh, watching Phil Collins in the, in the Mama video just out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, why do I remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things that stick in our memories, my God. Oh boy. Um yeah. <laughs> I I think I uh bored Grant to to death. I think that's why he ran off and No, he was just sitting there. I could see he was concentrating. He was listening to what you were saying. <laughs> He's trying to figure out what I'm what I'm talking about. Uh, uh no, that we we had a great time. I, I was really surprised they, they made it through the whole game. Uh, they didn't want to leave early. They wanted it to. They wanted to see it all the way down to the to the, to the zeros, uh, and that's 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 good because they did better than a lot of the fans at the game. Right. Well, you know, yeah, it's a blame. game, right? It's what you, what you yeah. kind of expect, and yeah, it was. Uh, they got to see a they got to see a, a meaningless Packers win, so that that was nice for them. They got to see their team see the team win. No, that's what Grant said was his uh, favorite. It's what he liked about it is the Packers won. Yeah, so. he, he's learning early. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
great time, uh, great time at the stadium. I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw. My my wife is sure was posting pictures. Hmm. Yeah, so. because we're all decked out in your your gear and and yeah, look like you're having a great time. It was a beautiful night, other than maybe about a fifteen little about maybe fifteen minute rain shower that that, that blew through. Uh, maybe in the third quarter, and that was when the stand started to clear out. As soon as that rain started falling, everybody was running for the exit. Okay, so, we've yeah. had some fun, but there's nobody left on the field. That we know who they are, yeah. and it, it's about time to go. It was never more than what I would describe it as a hard drizzle. Right. Everybody at a preseason game needs an excuse to leave. <laughs> but it was fun explaining to them the – you know, the game and watching my, my, my daughter, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if, you know, she was having fun because she was just, she wasn't into anything. She was just staring intently and it turned out she was actually watching the game. I was like, oh, okay. Great. Where with my son, you know, everything was just, you can't keep him still. Right. <laughs> you know, and then, and then uh, the way we got him into the game was, you know, every time there was a first down, you know, they make a big deal about it on the scoreboard and in the stadium. So he started doing these more and more elaborate first down dances. <laughs> I can see him now in my mind just going crazy and oh, throwing yeah. hands and doing, yeah, doing, doing Fortnite stuff. And, yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. So that's how he was uh, getting excited and getting into the game. Yeah, I asked uh, Trini what the uh, what did she learn about football, and what did she say? It was uh, that it was it's very, very dramatic. Intense. Oh yeah, dramatic. <laughs> that was what I was starting to tell the story about was how everything that would happen during the game, how they set up everything, and you got all the the lights and the pomp and everything and the, the fire and fireworks, and it's all going off, and she's just sitting there. She goes, "This is so dramatic." <laughs> Why is this so dramatic? And that's the <laughs> word that she can, the word she kept using. Like Trini, this is the NFL. This is, this is baseball, right? Yeah. This is like going to a baseball game. You know, where they got to do this eighty-one times at, at their home stadium. This is NFL is you know that is a next level production uh, mm-hmm. compared to other sports. So she they, they got their taste of that, and that was a preseason game, so it gets oh, even yeah. more. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no that, league was, is, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, no, no league is more extra than the NFL. That's that's for damn sure. <laughs> so they they got they got their taste of that, but they had a great time. They want to go. You know, we'll probably do it again next year. I mean, fifteen dollars for tickets. Oh, that's great. I, I just assumed that all uh, preseason. Again, I've never been to an NFL game, so I didn't know. I sure. assumed all preseason tickets were the same as uh, regular season tickets. As they far as used the prices to be. Go. They used to be, but the hard part was selling out. So it's great. You'd get people to go, but the stadium would be mostly empty. So I have to say they announced 71,000. There were not 71,000. <laughs> right. It was, I'd say, upper 50s. I'd say it was like, you know, in that 55 to 60,000. It wasn't as empty as you'd expect for a preseason game. But if you we had a pretty high vantage point up where we were. It was sparse. Um, and then when you look down in the main bowl, it was, yeah, I'd say it was about 80% occupied down there. So that's not bad. So it was a lot of noise. Uh, you know, the people were able to make a lot of noise, um, to, to cheer for the game. The people, even the people who stayed till the end when it was less than half full, were still able to put on, uh, 
you know, pretty good representation and get pretty loud, you know, because 30,000 people can still get pretty loud. Oh, sure. That's a baseball um, and, crowd at that point. Well, I'm a White Sox fan, so no, that's not a Wrigley crowd maybe, but not yeah. – uh, <laughs> That's White Sox. That's a homestand. <laughs> that's a playoff game maybe if, you're, if they're lucky. Um, <laughs> hey, they're in the hunt. That divisions. We're talking about bad divisions. Oh, Ugh. that AL Central. And and I I'm remembering back to the one uh, playoff game, uh, White Sox playoff game that I did go to, and uh, I don't know if there was thirty thousand there. It may may not have been. It was uh, it was the Mariners and uh, good old Mike Soratka serving up uh, long balls to Jay Buhner. Uh, not not a not a fun experience. But uh, anyway. Yeah, so uh, and Aaron Rodgers didn't play at all in the in the game that you went to, right? Uh, no, he's not taken a snap this preseason. I, I didn't think so. Um, and that and seems that's not to be more of a unusual. trend now. Yeah, you know, the, like the established. It was funny because the Packers are playing right now, and they're playing the Chiefs. So when I got in the car, uh, the game had just kicked off when I got off work, so it was on the radio, and the, all of a sudden. I hear Wayne Larravee talking about how Patrick Mahomes was out under center. I was like, are they idiots? <laughs> and no joke, they sent him out there for the first snap, took a delay of game penalty, let him, and then let the fans cheer him off the field. Um, from what I was reading on social media, apparently it's some sort of tribute for the uh, the departed Lynn Dawson, who, who we just lost. Is that and what that, that was? was- that's that's all it was. It was uh, him to go out there to pay tribute to to Lynn, and they oh. formed the, uh, the the huddle that Lynn Dawson, I guess, had a famous picture taken uh, forming that the the, the, the particular uh, huddle formation. Okay. And then they take the delay, and then they yeah, and they ran him off the field. So no, uh, to answer your question, no, they're not stupid. They're just paying tribute to uh, to a to a legend. That, I did lost. not uh, see I, that. I did not know, and I wasn't getting that flavor from the the Packers booth. So that I don't know if that was yeah, made old, known old, to everybody. Old, old Wayne wasn't uh, wasn't aware. No, of that, Wayne. <laughs> no, Wayne. Wayne must not have been in the loop on that one. No. Um, yeah, Len Dawson, who uh, who without, we would not have a name for our show. Exactly. That's what I was uh, thinking. And, and uh, you know, the the fact that uh, the, a lot of people don't even, uh, would would not even realize where it came from if a lot of people listen to our show. Um, but for those of you listening who might actually wonder about the origins of, yeah. in much less detail, why do we call it that? And it, indeed, it does stem from Len Dawson on the, Inside the NFL. Uh, the the long running HBO show, which I think it's still running, but it's not on HBO anymore. I think it's on Showtime. But, Showtime. Uh, when, but when Lynn Dawson was a host uh, uh, on HBO, they would break down the games, and then the, uh, the games that weren't necessarily the, the the great highlight games of the week, they would get to those later. And at that point, Lynn Dawson would turn to the camera and go, "And now let's get to some other games uh, in more detail." And that's where we get it from because we're doing games in less detail. We're not breaking down. Right. Uh, we're, we're we're looking at one or two <laughs> vantage points of each game, and we're saying this is what's important, and forget all the rest of the other crap. And I think that's our our great strength. That's, that's uh, what we do. We we don't get into a whole lot of the minutia. Um, although I get into a, more of it as the playoffs come, and I start really getting to uh, into more stats and 
you know, getting as deep into some of these, because then there's specific things that might sway a game that you might not think about. There, there might be, if you've got a playoff game between a team that's the least penalized in the league and a team that's the most penalized, then I think that's something that's worth digging into and bringing up. And, and but, you know, still at the heart of our show, I think is the, the, the less detailed There's a lot less focus on things that say, if you were, you know, watching you know, ESPN's pregame show or, or CBS's pregame Fox, they, they get into a whole lot of stuff that really, when it boils down to, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't do anything as far as the game result, which if you're listening to our show, you're trying to get picks and trying to figure out who's going to win these games and who's going to cover the spreads. And, Honestly, when you get to that, that level, the NFL, there's only a few things that are gonna that are gonna sway that. You're, you're, you know, my favorite is to get into is a lot of yards per uh, attempt, yard, yards per pass, and stuff like that, because I think that's uh, really at the heart of it. If you got a team, it's such a small margin, but it's the NFL. If you got a team that's averaging six yards a play, um, running and passing, that's pretty damn good. Uh, if you got a team that's like the Jaguars are averaging five, that's not good. Um, and, you know, when you get down to it, teams that can execute over and over again, uh, get that passing average up above seven and a half yards per throw, uh, get that rushing average up above four and a half. Uh, you're talking about the difference between third down and two and much easier conversion or third down and four or five and less likely to convert. And it doesn't seem like a lot of difference, but it makes a difference. It really makes a difference uh, throughout the course of these games and throughout the course of a season. So, uh, yeah, I, I got off on a tangent there. But, yeah, Lynn Dawson, uh, the, the, in more detail, which we turned into in much less detail, that, that is indeed uh, the genesis for the title of our show. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we lose uh, one of the inspirations uh, behind in much less detail. Which is funny because that was the name of the original blog before we turned it into the podcast version, which mm-hmm. was an, a joke, a running joke of us making our picks over, you know, for all the years before we were even putting it to record. So you yeah, think just about on the phone had, with each other, we were just doing the night. picks <laughs> that way, doing basically this show, picking the games. Um, on the phone, just going through everything and you know, carving out our several hours, it seemed like, each week <laughs> yeah. to make those picks. Because <laughs> in between, you know, we're just we're, we're going kings of non sequitur right. and just doing... BSing so, about everything. Yeah. yeah, right. So imagine that show uh, on the radio. <laughs> you know, where, where you could Ooh. go and then all of a sudden it's an hour and we have it. What, what, what game are we talking about? <laughs> where were we? Wait a minute. I, I really didn't want to pick that game. Well, that's yeah, but that was our joke. Was you know we'd always talk about making the picks in in much much less detail than much less detail, and yeah, that that all started from us taking a cue from from HBO and Len Dawson and that group doing inside the NFL. And I saw that when he died this week. That's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, me too. Like, wow, that that was uh, that was the the in more detail guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it all started. So, so and we, I mean, we haven't told that. We've told that 
story on air, but not in a long time. Maybe not back since even like our first show. Yeah, if you listen to all the hours of our show, then you've heard us tell that story before. But if you listen to all the hours, you got an issue. You got problems. So. Yeah, in the hundreds of hours. <laughs> oh my god! Of this show. If somebody is sitting there right now, going, "Oh my god, I've heard Wait. this." Story. Um, you guys told this story uh, six seasons ago <laughs> in the uh... in in season one, episode one, the pilot. <laughs> In July 2015, I remember you guys told this story, and I, I don't like you when you repeat things. <laughs> there might be someone out there like that, for all we know. You, you never know. Um, and, and if you're out there, God bless you, and thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, uh, Caller J has dropped. Uh-oh. Okay. So <laughs> We start, uh, I started this day thinking I was going to have a show with, with four people, including myself, and at the moment it's it's only me, so that's interesting. Oh, there he is. I clicked the wrong button. Oh, okay. You're really trying to give me a heart attack. I no, I started the day to, thinking I was going to have four to, people on the show. Trying to get to a different screen that one. I had up. Trying to get to a different screen and wow. realize that in my moving of my mouse, I clicked the reload button, the refresh button, instead of the tab that I wanted, and that oh. kicks me off the call. Well, luckily, you were able to get back on. Yeah, well, if it was the after show, I would have been... That, that, that would have been the I end. I would have been gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> uh, no, I saw today that the NFL's got got a little rapey. You know, it's, it's still the off season. It's not quite the regular season right. yet, so there's still, you know, guys like to get arrested. Although this is before the uh, the NFL, right? This is in college, so it's not quite the uh, uh, not quite the NFL's fault. Okay, so this was pre. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't. This was a, so. This is a older story, I guess. That's creeping up because I guess there's a civil lawsuit. Right. Talking it's, it's, about uh, how this this rookie punter, I guess, for the Bills, got a little rapey. Yep. Yep, uh, off-campus uh, party, and, and I'm sure booze was involved, which it usually is. And yeah, he's getting uh, him and two other guys are getting sued apparently. Okay. You had uh, you had uh, Aaron Donald today go double helmet, go double Miles Garrett. Because <laughs> you know, flinging one helmet at somebody is, is bush league. That's yesterday's news. That's come right. on, if you're gonna. Throw helmets at guys is you, you got to take two now. So the the one interesting chord uh, through both of those stories that you brought up is the uh, the Bills punter, the the punt god, getting sued for rape for something that happened before he got in the league, and Aaron Donald right. throwing helmets in a uh, in a joint practice situation is that I don't know if the NFL has the authority to do too much about either one of those. Uh, the Donald deal is the NFL apparently doesn't have jurisdiction over joint practices. Like apparently from what I'm reading, the Rams are the only people that could do something about what Aaron Donald did. And the Rams aren't going to punish Aaron Donald for throwing some other guys helmets around. They're not, it's not so, like going to sit them down yeah. for a game or something. Like so, that. so if Aaron Donald just decided in a joint practice to run across and pick up Joe Burrow, you know, <laughs> And, and javelin throw him. Yeah, or just do whatever, you know, just just pick him up and give him the bra- the backbreaker, right? Right. 
go Charles bomb. Martin on him back there, oh. and and do one of those. Are you telling me that everybody? Ah, oh, it's fine. It's a joint practice. Sorry, oops. So you yeah, can, I don't. You can t- you can go double fisted helmets, pounding <laughs> dudes over the head. What else can you get away with in these joint practices? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm with you. I can't imagine Roger Goodell just sitting there watching uh, Aaron Donald put Joe Burrow on the shelf for like the whole season or something with a pile driver right. and saying, "Well, it was a joint <laughs> practice. My hands are tied." Well, I, I mean, but still, this isn't good either. This isn't a good look. No, it's definitely not a good look, but from what I'm reading, it's really going to be something that the Rams and Sean McVay have uh, have to look at and say, you know, this is something that we don't do as an organization. We're going to have to take a stand. It's Aaron Donald. They're not going to do anything right. to him. It's Aaron Donald. So. Correct. So, again, we see the application of things. And then this is also a self-policing issue. How, how dumb is that? <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> NFL players self-policing is uh, that, that's that's pretty funny. It, it, just the concept of it. Yeah, so, um, so just just that today is, is two things that just popped up in what has been outside of the Deshaun Watson thing fairly quiet. Fairly, um, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Pro Football Talk and they talk about the Bills punter. His name is Matt Areza. Uh, yeah. NFL can't punish Matt Areza, but in theory, the Bills could cut him, which they're not going to do because for the same reason that the Rams aren't going to punish Aaron Donald because they're not going to, you're just not going to, you're not going to uh, do that to your, to your guy. That's uh, that's their guy. That's right. their punter. So that's their, punter. That's their teammate, it's their quarterback. And uh, it's, so, it's a civil, it's a civil liability suit. He's not going to jail. Right. Um, it's, so again, not a, it's just not a good look. Just like Aaron Donald, never not, a good look. Not a pleasant or gang rape. Not a pleasant story. If you uh, have read any of the details or dug into it at all, oh. I'm not going to re, re, you know regale you with them here. But uh, not not pleasant. I haven't read the details on that, but that reminds me of uh, watching that the uh, the episode of HBO Real Sports in which. Uh, they got a couple of the women uh, accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct, and they got them to go into detail, and those details are very icky as well, very, even more so uh, than I thought. Like I, I was really looking forward to talking to uh, Renard and Cass about that because, man, like my, my man's got even more issues than I thought. Like He uh, was, was asking for pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and up to and including like uh, digital manipulation of himself, like he oh. wanted, he, he didn't just want the, the the vagina and the mouth. He wanted some fingers uh, inside himself as well. Like, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa. he he wanted everything. Well, I've uh, solved Deshaun Watson's problems. Oh, okay. I know exactly where he can go from now on for a massage. And he can get away with whatever he wants. All right, where would that be? Joint practice. <laughs> he can do anything he wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> set him up. Set him. Oh, hey, what's going on over there at the twenty yard line? Don't, don't, that's just Deshaun. Uh, don't pay any attention to that. It's a joint practice. We can't do anything about it. We can't police it. Just let and it if go. If you get too, if you get too close to him, we're gonna hit you over the head with a helmet. <laughs> 
Oh God, yeah, that's that's what it seems like when they when they talk about well, it's a joint practice, we can't do anything about it. Like really? Mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, those guys. You you asked me to get the drops. So those guys. Uh, Joe Namath has something to say about them for sure. Struggling. They're all very much struggling. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I, but that's so. Have you been? Have you watched any preseason? Just bits and pieces uh, here and there. Very, very little. Um, I almost. I usually watch none. I think I've watched more uh, this preseason than before. But when I say more, I think I you know like six or eight plays. <laughs> right. You know, no, I then, watched the whole game because I was there. Because you were there. I was there. But I, and I will say, because uh, it was mostly the Jordan Love show, yeah. uh, definitely uh, an improvement from the guy that we saw in Kansas City last year. Oh, good. You know, there, there were a few throws he made. I was like, eh, was kind of a head scratcher, you know? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, really, you know, looked, looked sharp. So... Made made some nice throws. Had a had some nice scrambles. Uh, got out of some trouble. Uh, had a couple of throws that were dropped. It, but overall, you know, I, I, I was he didn't look uh, to be wilting in the moment. And also, he, the Saints weren't zero blitzing him on every play. <laughs> that's a that's a big key to it. Uh, we have a. Uh, a struggling right. quarterback, uh, if he's not getting too pressured, then he can certainly look a lot better than than he had before. But not, not yet. But not bad. Not bad. I mean, obviously, it's preseason. You don't put any stock or, or into it. But those are things you're looking for, right? You know, you want to go, oh, does this guy look, you know, completely lost? And he played three full quarters. Okay. You know, had a touchdown throw. Um, There's a backup to him. Uh, who I don't know who it is, some guy named Etling or Elting or something. All I know is this kid, uh, they get to midfield, and he does the handoff up the middle. Everybody in the stadium is watching the running back. And then all of a sudden you start hearing cheering and realize that the quarterback still had the ball and was streaking up the sideline. That's how good the fake was. Oh, okay. He faked out the TV. So when I saw the replay on TV – he faked out the TV. They had no idea until they saw him running off to the side with the ball. Um, the in the stadium replay, right? Yeah. Fake, he faked them out too. <laughs> so that, that was a nice nice moment for him, um, and that was coming right towards us because th- that was right down towards the end zone where we were sitting. And uh, you know, kids got some wheels. Uh, obviously, he's a he's a practice squad player. There's no, yeah. no no major bright future there. But for his bright shining moment in the fourth quarter of a meaningless preseason game, he made a nice play. So so good on you, whatever your name was. <laughs> Random Edling guy. Yeah. Uh, none of y'all ever seen a college option play before? What the hell? Like y'all, all y'all. It cool? was really? very well executed. That's all I will okay. say. Uh, that was that was a that was a excellent fake. That the ball fake that he pulled off on that play because uh, his throws were terrible, but that play looked great. <laughs> the actual throwing of, that the quarterback was asked to do was terrible. Yeah, but yeah. His other stuff is pretty good. 
His name was. Uh, that's also da- the type of thing Danny you don't try to Etling. do against, like Danny Etling. Danny Etling. So there you go. About well, that's something you the don't... only time we'll ever hear his name <laughs> on this show. That's something you don't try to do against, like Aaron Donald and the Rams' first team defense. But right. fourth quarter of an exhibition game, yeah, go for it, kid. See what you got. Yeah, and uh, you know, because I know your primary concern is about the uh, Packers uh, wide receivers, or, or lack thereof. Right. Yes. What are what are they going to do <laughs> at that position? Yeah. And uh, the only the only guy who really stood out um, was this this Romeo Dubes or Romeo Dobbs or Dobbs or whatever however you want to say his last name. Uh, yeah. Really, really looked good. In that game. Okay. I guess he's a fourth round pick, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a, there, there's a guy I'm sure as I didn't manage to make it into the fantasy league. Uh, but there's yeah, a guy. Filled up on. <laughs> that's that okay. Guy. There's a guy. Watch him on. I'm sure he's undrafted. All right. Watch him on your waiver wire. I'll, I'll look out for Romeo Dowbs. Romeo Daubs, uh, yeah, fourth fourth round pick from Nevada. Look, I didn't say that there would be nobody making any catches or any plays for the Packers this year. All my point is, is it takes a lot to gain the confidence of that weirdo quarterback of yours. And <laughs> the fact that you had one guy there, Devontae Adams, who had his confidence and, and worked hard and ascended to be – in the conversation for best damn receiver in the league, and now he's just gone. Let's poof, disappeared. Um, it, it, if somebody comes along in this season and develops into the guy that has anywhere near that kind of rapport with, with Aaron Rodgers, that's great. That's wonderful, and the Packers should be absolutely overjoyed and thrilled that that's going to happen. I don't see it happening, but that's just me. Again, I'm a Bears fan. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, and you know we're, we're both breaking into a little bit of uh, season preview uh, action here, but I, I just don't. And, and, and but it, but it's nothing I haven't said. I've been very uh, consistent and, and confident in saying that 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 was the one guy that he trusted, and they're going to win nine games this year because it's just not going to be the same, and it's going to be a, a precipitous fall uh, for the, the 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 former MVP. Very. Uh, not that not very long ago, Aaron Rodgers was a league MVP. I do not see him coming anywhere close to league MVP for for the foreseeable future. Okay, you're on the record. But again, I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I, yeah, you're you're you were you had cursed him out of town. Justin Fields is also not coming anywhere near an MVP award. <laughs> Just. Just to be balanced and just to be fair and balanced. It's not like I'm saying the Bears are going to do well, anything I, great. I don't want to take anything away, but if you're saying nine and eight is in the cards for the Packers, that sounds like a division that's in play for you. Uh, you know what? I'm uh, going on all the way into our preview, and I haven't. Don't really you don't have de- to go all the way. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, but I haven't decided anything yet as far as that division. But I'll just say. I'm intrigued by the Vikings getting that new uh, refresh, getting some new blood in there. Um, I was a fan of Mike Zimmer, but that had run its course, and they decided to move on. 
and now you get McDaniel in there, and uh, it, it's some some new blood. It's some new uh, thinking, and uh, maybe that's what they need. Uh, you know, that's something that time will will tell. Everyone will have their predictions about it. I'll I'll figure out what I want to do. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'm considering uh, taking the Vikings uh, number one in that division. I haven't decided okay. yet. Oh, not the, but not the Lions. Although the Lions will be no. better this year. Yeah, they should. Um, and and they were awesome in, in covering all those spreads last year. No, and that that was the that's the stat that I saw not that long ago, maybe a month or so ago, about the Lions was. Um, apparently, there's some track record, and I didn't dig too deep into it. It was nowhere even close to like football season when I saw this stat. So keep that in mind, but something to do about the, the, how teams who lose as many close games as they lost, um, that those start turning into wins, <laughs> you know? Okay. And apparently they had more single score losses last year than any other team, which okay, makes yeah, sense because they were covering spreads, but they were a oh, machine. Yeah. For a bad yeah. team, a team that could not win games the way that they were covering. They were an auto cover there for a while. They were. Now, I, I understand that stat because when I think about teams, uh, I, I can't really put my finger on a specific one. But, yeah, teams that lose a lot of close games are usually teams that have like a really young core developing and trying to figure right. out how to win games and then come back the next year. All right, we figured it out. We got, we licked our wounds and we got our lumps and now we're going to put it all together. Um, what gives me pause about declaring the lions, the type of team to do that is they're still going to be led by Jared Goff. Yeah. There's, there's still the lions. Lions going to lion. Well, and, and even the young guys that they bring on might grow up. And, and be really good lions and maybe take that step. But the the leader after all of that, after all of a sudden that is still Jared Goff. i still refuse to trust and believe that Jared Goff is going to be the, the guiding force to lead a team, you know, beyond their means and, and make a playoff run or Jared, he's still Jared Goff. He's still one of the most maddeningly inconsistent guys that I ever saw. He had such great games with the Rams and, followed that up with games that would just like be the absolute worst. Like, what are you doing out there? Um, and drove, obviously drove Sean McVay crazy. They had to get rid of him after he made a Super Bowl with him. Um, so yeah, that guy is, uh, unless he, you know, maybe he makes the turn and, and develops into a much more consistent quarterback. But until that happens, no, I, I can't trust the Lions to, to do anything. No, I just trust them that they'll win more than like two games. Right. <laughs> That's that's a very low bar there. Um, yeah, Wasn't that what they I, won I last year? That. No, they had to win more than two, didn't they? I know they because they were like way over five hundred covering, so they had to. Uh, yeah, it might might only have been three, but 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 they were definitely over five hundred against the spread. That's that's for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Um, hang on here, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, three. To... They won three. <laughs> three whole games. They won three. Three of their last six. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot they had started Owen whatever. Owen uh, nine, Owen 10, 11? something like that. Owen oof. But they were but they covered most mm. of those games. I take that back. O ten and one. Oh. Because they, they had that tie against <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
the oh yes, that Steelers game. Ooh, yeah. Oh. So that was uh, speaking of the, the Steelers reminds me of that was something else I was going to uh, bring up with Renard and Cass was just the Steelers make me think of how uh, how much uh, change and how much uh, how many different things going into the season. Uh, that are different than uh, from last year. Uh, the Steelers being one of them, we're so used to starting uh, with Ben Roethlisberger and, yeah. and going from there, and he's not there anymore. Um, obviously, all the wide receiver movements from, you know, not just any wide receiver, like teams' number one wide receivers moving around, multiple teams uh, moving their, their top wide receivers. Um, used to Atlanta starting with Matty Ice, the quarterback. That's not going to happen. So there's this year uh, I, I I was saving this little bit of spiel for for our preview, but I'm already making excuses. I have no confidence in any of my predictions for this year. Oh. This stuff. there's so much, so many things are different. So many guys are well, yeah. not where they're supposed to be, and it's just yeah. how do you know? How do you know? Tyreek Hill is going to gel at all with Tua in Miami. We can all speculate that he won't. I, I am. I, I tell you what. I'm but selling. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'll tell you how I know. I am selling on every single one of these receivers that leaves Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. I, it doesn't work when when you have. I mean, unless you are just transcendent. And we don't know. Maybe Tyreek Hill is. Maybe he will have it with Tua, you know, or whoever uh, is, is quarterback in that Miami team. Um, any given Monte Adams, I, I have. Uh, I'm afraid I, of him being transcendent. Uh, that that that's poss- scary. It, it's it's possible, but you know, I I had a front row seat uh, to watching his whole career up here. And Devontae oh. Adams was always that guy who dropped the easy balls and then made the spectacular catches. Ooh, okay. And until when, once he shook that, and he sort of became you know the guy, and then it became yeah. you know he was like the superior route runner. Um, he had Aaron Rodgers, one of the goats, throwing him the football. And you're saying uh, Derek Carr is not one of the goats. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, to, to this point, has, has not showed me that he is one of the goats. Okay. Um, I I tend to look more at the receivers that can that have shown me that they can do it with multiple quarterbacks and produce everywhere they go, and and, and with bums. And there's really only two guys that jumped on my mind: Stephon Diggs, right? Yeah. Because he produced no matter who was throwing him the football, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That's the list. That's it. That's the list. That's the list. So until okay. those guys like Tyreek Hill and, and uh, AJ Brown or any of these guys yeah. can go to another city, you know, although AJ Brown is probably already on that list with the other two that I talked about uh, on the good list because he was doing it with Ryan Tannehill. Right. Like he was just making Tannehill look great every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. How much of A.J. Brown was eight-yard catch and then pinball off of guys for 40 more yards? Right. You know, or or catch the ball at the 10-yard line and then just abuse people on his way to the end zone just on sheer will. I saw enough of those plays. 
No, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, all the Titans football that I watched is there was a lot of AJ Brown taking some Tannehill throws that maybe weren't the best and making them look great because he just uh-huh. had that that catch radius. He just sucked everything that was anywhere near him in. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm uh, I'm afraid of. I, I can't. I don't. There's no way for any of us to know for sure how AJ Brown's going to play out in Philadelphia. Uh, there's is there a chance that he similarly takes some some terrible throws uh from the 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 Eagles quarterback that I don't really respect very Jay, much that Jalen Hurts that hasn't uh, shown me very much in his uh time up there throwing the football and, and makes him uh, a much better quarterback it, it's possible but how do you, how do we know how does anyone really know is it possible that Tyreek Hill makes Tua into this unbelievable uh great yeah you know, and and there's the coach the coaching changes that go along with that as well yeah that um, I've been reading that maybe this is the uh, what what makes Tua to Tyreek and Tua to everybody else uh, so much better this year is maybe a new coaching scheme comes in and really emphasizing the West Coast and, and the short passing and not trying to have them, you know, heave it 40 yards downfield, which you clearly can't do. Yeah, that's um, not his game. No. Uh, so maybe that's the key as well. Is, is all these new coaches and new schemes and whatnot. So it, there's a lot. There's a lot new. There's a lot of new going on, and I don't feel good about predicting any of it. So I, I feel I'm already making excuses for my predictions. For, for I, I like that. that. That's good. That's good. You're already already in your head. No, you should like it when I'm overconfident and I think that I got everything figured oh, out. That never works out oh, for that's me. That's true. That's true. And you've got your book of stats, and you're just like, oh, right. this is what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going I, I to start don't... picking games three weeks ahead of time. <laughs> I don't feel that. I don't, I don't feel that confidence at all right now. Um, what, what I am uh, already looking at is the uh, is Tuami and the Buccaneers uh, O line situation, which looks like it's it's turning toxic. Like everybody is getting hurt, and and before that, everybody was retiring and everybody was leaving for different teams, so that looks like that's going to be yeah. a problem. And because I, is, is Tommy's heart in it? Sure doesn't seem like it, does it? Like, hey, guys, yeah, I know we're in the middle of training camp. I'm, I'm going over here for a week and a half. I'll see you later. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Kelly retires in the offseason. Right. Two and a half minutes later, he said, you know what? I'm back. I'm not retired anymore. So obviously you can question all years. Does he really want to be here? Does he? What's his motivation? Why is he doing this? And, and is he really? Is his heart really in it? So yeah, it's fair to ask. Uh, but and and it's going to be even more frightening when 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 that old line starts breaking down and he starts getting popped and busted in the fucking mouth because as we've been saying for years, that's how you beat Tom Brady: bust him in the fucking mouth. And if his old line the is a problem. Yeah, yeah, they know, they they know, um, and and they've been busting the Tampa Bay uh, since he got there, so even before the uh, the old line problems, uh, so they're they're gonna have some more fun with them this this year. It looks like, um, yeah, that that's got me really uh, worried for 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 Tampa is the the old line issues, uh, the the frustration that he has when he gets popped around a little bit because he can can go off to a beach somewhere sometimes mentally like he gets oh yeah hit enough times in a game and he's just like mentally gone like he's yelling yeah. at guys and throwing the tablets on the yeah, he gets a little that. he gets a little red ass doesn't he 
Oh, definitely, definitely crimson, uh, definitely crimson rear end with that guy. So I'm <laughs> worried about that. I'm I'm worried about the Cowboys uh, and, and Tyron Smith tearing his hamstring yeah, off the bone. I saw that. So that that's uh, another team and another quarterback that if they don't have the protection in the O line, oh boy, it, it can it can get ugly. They're they're already having a, a running back issues. I think that, I, I, I think Zeke is kind of like done. Like his effectiveness, his his best years. I think they're I think that's over. I don't know if they want to admit that yet. I don't think I know he doesn't want to admit that. But I, I, you know we've seen that over the years so many times at that position particularly running back just bangs himself against everybody for three four years uh, and then it just stops. Like it just, the body just doesn't have it anymore, and then you, know, you never know when it's going to happen. But I, I think it's—I think it's happened to Zeke, and I don't know if they're ready to, to say that. Um, I don't know if Tony Pollard is necessarily the answer to that. that everyone's been yelling like he's uh, the guy that needs to take over. Oh, we got to get Tony Pollard. He's Tony Pollard. I mean, that—that that, but that worries me as well. Is, is Dallas is so much different? Uh, almost any team. Uh, that has uh, offensive line issues. I, I think that's the team that gets affected the most. Like right. when when their when their line is good, their and their running is good, and Dak can have time to sit back there and and do whatever he wants. But when the line isn't good and and then the running doesn't have the the uh, the, the lanes that they that they need to have, and then now Dak's in third and nine, third and twelve, stuff like that. It, totally different quarterback. Totally different scenario. Um, so I'm, I'm worried about them, and I'm worried about the Buccaneers as well. So that, that's been my takeaway from uh, preseason pretty much is, is looking at the teams that have uh, early injuries already, um, and those are the, the ones that stand out the most is, is on the offensive line for Dallas and Tampa. Yeah, and Tony Pollard reminds me of – and you'll have to help me out here because I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the Pittsburgh running back who was great as the number two, but then when they actually gave him the job – uh, this was with the Le'Veon Bell thing. Oh, and you're talking about it, uh, Baby Terminator? Yeah, Baby Terminator. But as soon as okay. it was his job, he was crap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Tony Tony Pollard reminds me of. Like he's the guy who knows he's you know playing with house money because he's technically quote unquote the two. And if all of a sudden Zeke was just gone, and now that's his job and everybody's focused on just stopping him, um, I don't know if he's as effective. No, I'm with you. Tony Pollard for 23 carries in a game, I don't I don't think that'd be very effective. Yeah, James Conner. That's who I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Baby Terminator. Um, yep. That's the, and he moved on. Where did he? He went to, what, Arizona? Arizona, I believe. He wasn't very good. Right, he had his flashes, but yeah. He, yeah, he, he, but he's, he's, he, he's a guy. He's a he's a goal line back is basically what I think of him as. I don't think of him as a workhorse back or an every down back. I think of him as a you know, and that's an offense that you probably don't need one. Um, and they use Chase Ed, they were using Chase Edmonds a lot, and but but no, James Conner seemed like the the, the goal line. He was the vulture back, mm-hmm. you know, who, who'd come in when it was at the goal line or, you know, a couple of yards away from the goal line and you needed a guy to, to get you those few extra yards and fall forward for you because he, he, can, he can bruise it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, remember how amazing he was 
while Le'Veon yeah. Bell wasn't so sure if he was – and then once it was like, nope, it's done, and then he went to crap. It all of a sudden went from four and a half yards to carry to like three. It was like, whoa, yeah, what happened like, to here's, you? Oh, here you go, kid. Job's all yours. And he just melted. Oh, yeah. I so remember. That was the, that was the situation. That's what I think of when I think of this Tony Pollard Zeke thing. Like, Tony Pollard's yeah. fine as long as the threat of Zeke is there. But now if teams don't have to worry about him at all, um, and, and all they have to focus on is Tony Pollard, and now he's carrying more and he's getting tired, you know, not as easy. No, I'm, I'm with you. Ah, so what else have we uh, – are, are we getting ready to uh, to witness here in this upcoming season? Because I'm just I, – I'm my confidence is really low as far well, as – Well, you got all the – Big, you got all the big wide receivers that changed. You got all the quarterbacks that changed address, right? You got Matt Ryan left, uh, Russell Wilson. You got uh, guys who got put, apparently Jimmy G's out of a job. So that's going to be Trey Lance, um, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's another big question, you know. Mark. Uh, we're going to have the, Bra- the Browns are going to be without Deshaun Watson for 11 games. See what they do. Uh, I guess it's going to be Jake Brisket. Yeah. More Jack Brisket. Let's go. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so what if Jack Brisket's eight and three? Come, uh, you know, mm, saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. will have a decision to make, won't he? Now there's no decision to make. Four hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> uh, made the decision. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. He's gonna get the Jake Plummer treatment. <laughs> you're the man, no matter what. Um, yeah, which, which, but Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's got a good roster. They're gonna. They're good. They're not losing every game without Deshaun Watson. They shouldn't. Uh, they, things don't always seem to go the wrong way for them eventually. They do. They do. They see. They, 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 no team has more bad luck, I would say, than Cleveland. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, so then Baker moves on from there to go to Carolina. Uh-huh. That that was just funny because as we discussed before that he's going uh, where they already decided that they need to pick up a guy from that same draft, yeah, um, and, and make him the man and Sam Darnold, and then now Baker's able. Oh, let's get him too. Let's, let's get them both in here. Uh, so kind of financially committed to both of them. Uh, only one can start, of course. It looks like Baker has has quote unquote won the job. Um. But that just—that's another mess right there. That could be eight and nine, nine and eight. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Will, will well, another, Darnold eventually and, play? Yeah, and that, and that's the South. That's a messy division too. Uh, yes. You know that. Again, you talk about you don't know what to expect. We don't know what the Saints are going to be, right? Sean Payton's gone. Like apparently, that's Wild Things Act now. Yeah, Jameis all healed up. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and he was, boy, what was last year uh, when he was healthy? Boy, he was so up and down. And it was, <laughs> and, and, and he's James. He'd That's have, what he does. He'd have these great games, but then there were games where he was just a ghost or they were hiding him <laughs> or something. And I'm not uh, sure that Sean Payton necessarily had the confidence in him. Yeah, yeah nor should he have. I mean, he, no. you can have you can give him a shot, but you know, right. I think that he's going to replace Drew Brees necessarily is uh, yeah, that, that, that's a little out there. Um, but but he's he's got the, he's still got the job. He's going to get another shot, and uh, 
yeah, that's that's another one that you don't quite know what to what what's going to happen because he's so inconsistent. So that that that's almost a known unknown, if that makes sense. Like at least that I know that it's going to be a, a crapshoot because it's Jameis Winston and he can have uh, five touchdowns one weekend and, and 140 yards throwing the net. And that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was Jameis for you. So then Atlanta getting rid of uh, Matty Ice, and now they move on to – they're going to have Marcus Mariota as their yeah, full-time Marcus starter. Marcus Mariota is, I think, keeping the bench uh, in the seat warm for uh, for Desmond Ritter, who's who's also – who's had a very good preseason. And one of those guys got hurt. One, one of those oh. uh, hot-shot hot quarterback draft picks uh, already is out for the year. And Oh, no. Ritter might be the the guy. I'm trying to oh. remember. I just saw it a couple of days ago, but one of those rookies already hurt himself. That might might be. I did not see that. Um, and no, no, none of the none of the stuff I'm seeing injuries wise has him hurt. Okay. Maybe he's one of the other uh, rookie. Quarterbacks, but yeah, somebody hurt himself already and, and is out for the year. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, no, it wasn't Desmond Ritter. I'm looking at the Falcons' uh, okay. injury report. But that's that's a that I don't know what to expect out of that. Them, I think they're going yeah, to be bad. I don't either. I think they're going to be bad. I, I think they have fun bad um, potential this year. Mm. Because that offense is is wild by my estimation. Because that's a that's a team that can outrun the football at all to save their lives, but has a wide receiver at running back and a, two running quarterbacks. So you figure it out. Um. And and, and yeah. we talked about this with the draft. They they will definitely have the biggest, rangiest, catch radius team I think in the league. Because I think all of their guys are like six five. Right. So that, 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 there's going to be a lot of jump balls. <laughs> um, Panthers uh, third round pick Matt Corral suffered a Liz Frank injury in his season. Oh, already over. no. Okay. So it's going to be Baker and Darnold for the foreseeable future. And them, so. I Sorry, would Charlotte. not be shocked if one of them, if they split those starts right down the middle. If they end up where. <laughs> Baker gets maybe nine and Darnold gets eight because, you know, Baker, Baker's an, always an injury risk. It seems like he's always got something going on where he's hurt or trying to play through an injury. And then they've got Darnold. So, so I think the hook is going to be so quick with those two. And that's you, what we talked about right. when they traded for Baker. If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any, you don't have any, um, Although if Baker's back isn't broken anymore and he's actually somewhat healthy, yeah. uh, you should be able to outplay Sam Darnold pretty easily because that's Sam Darnold, dude. Yeah, well, wasn't Sam Darnold like MVP through three weeks last year? Three and zero. Oh. Jets are going all the way, baby. They have to. First of all, Baker has <laughs> to be named the starter just because that first game is Cleveland. Yes. I don't care how good or bad he plays or Sam Darnold plays in the preseason. If you are doing right by him, you are you are giving him the start against his old team that that sold him up the river, right? Uh, 
Yes, definitely. Darnold was with the was with the Panthers last year. He was making uh, uh, Lou the Jets fan angry uh, because he started three and zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they they let Darnold but, go. He's, he's yeah. How can he do that? The he's Panthers playing great first. Now. The Panthers' first game is against the Browns. You got to give Baker that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, am I being um, cynical again? Panthers' first game is against the Browns. Really, really. Well, Come the schedule came out before that happened. Before Baker went to Carolina? Yes. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll put my so conspiracy that one, theory out I, I mean, I, you are Mr. Tinfoil Hat tonight, but... I'll put it away. Um, okay, but for this one, for this one, you can put it away. Now, okay. the other one with Deshaun Watson and uh, his first game back We'll is, pick a number out of the, the thin air... <laughs> Let's settle on eleven games. And it'll that, happen that's to come eleven. Back that's eleven games of. That, that's asking him to to behave himself for three months. No, it isn't. Because even if he fucks up again, they're not going to do anything to him. This it's yeah. over. They they made the they went through the the initial suspension. They put the appeal forth, and they had this judge waiting. Uh, in the background, that refused to make a ruling on the appeal until they could settle it because this whole thing was basically a, a setup and a script anyway. Um, he was just sitting there, you know, with his arms crossed and tapping his foot like, okay, guys, you guys can get this settlement done anytime you want. I'm not going to make a ruling. I'm not looking. I'm looking over here. Like that whole thing was a damn uh, law and order script. And, and finally, they, just, they just, you know, they decided on 11 games of, you know, Obviously, Watson thought he didn't do anything wrong. He, he wanted, like, almost nothing. Um, so to get him to agree to 11 means that they were basically looking at him and saying, look, if you don't agree to this, we're going to really put the put our foot down and, and take you out for the whole year uh, and maybe more going forward. I, I'm sure they've had to threaten him with something severe for him to agree uh, finally with, uh, with 11. Um, and maybe even, the, you know, playing that up and saying, hey, if we go 11, you can come back against Houston and stick it to him. Maybe maybe that motivated him or something. I don't know. Um, but that whole thing was just um, – I, I didn't I didn't like the original ruling uh, for, for six with, that, with, the, with the lady uh, making that decision because, uh, like I said on our last show, she wrote it up to where she was – excoriating him and making it seem like he was the worst guy in the world. And then she comes with six games at the end of all that. And it's like, how did you arrive on six it, games when you're calling yeah, him this, you know, the worst guy and this, that, and the other, like that didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. No, that made, that made zero sense. I, I didn't understand that, that one bit where they looked at all that. Obviously they weren't looking at anything to do with, you know, precedent or anything. Oh, uh, no, clearly. Uh, and, and, and the NFL is is so, you know, ripe for this <laughs> because, my God, there's just just so many instances of this. So uh, that's one to me that made no sense when they looked at that. You know, where the NFL, where it's literally nothing but crime and punishment. Yeah, and it's you know, six months. Six games, yeah. Six games, yeah. Now that, that, the, the whole thing seems like a script. The whole thing was right off of NBC. 
just making good TV, keeping themselves in the in the news, spreading this thing out, pushing it. I that's really I'm getting my tinfoil hat back. I just I said I was going to put it away and I'm putting it back out. The NFL loves publicity. They love keeping themselves in the news in the news cycle, whether it's good news, bad news, whatever. They just they love the publicity. They love stringing stuff like this along for as long as they can. Uh, I I don't know why you didn't have this settled before it got to to, to training camp. This thing has been in the news with Deshaun Watson for a long time now. And the fact that you're just now getting around to punishing him, that is is crazy to me. Um, They could have had this settled a a long time ago, but they didn't want to because I I tell you, they they like the publicity. Yeah, although waiting until so close to the season I don't think was was tactically very smart to do because now you're taking away, you know, hype from your – from your sport and you're putting the story onto something that you really don't want people to be talking about. Oh, well, or do you, or, or well, do you maybe. like the publicity that much? I, I don't know. Sometimes I there's I no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, to, not, not to some people, but, you know, um, think about the NFL, you think about like WWE and, and Vince McMahon, they uh, start having all these, you know, sexual lawsuits uh, against Vince McMahon, and what's his response? He's going to go out uh, every Monday night in front of the live crowd and uh, and and start becoming this hype man and and saying, "Hey, I'm here, everybody! Uh, look at look at me! I'm Vince McMahon, and I'm here to to say, hey, we're going to have a great show tonight, and thanks for coming." Like he Wait. he wasn't doing that at all. He's he's an, he's an old man. He wasn't coming out, but then all these uh, lawsuits get revealed, and he decides, "Hey, this is a good time for me to start." making appearances in front of the live crowd and, and acting like I'm just this, this sweet old guy that wants to see the people and, and say, Hey to everybody. Yeah. Uh, again, no publicity is bad publicity when it comes to people like that. He's doing that. He was. Wow. When, first got, when, when it first got announced, he was making surprise if they would start playing his theme music and no chance in hell. And people would go crazy and, and, and pop, and, and that's, that's all he was doing, was, was getting a pop. And he wasn't saying anything either. He wasn't talking about the cases. You would just walk out and get the pop, and then he would say, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Good to see all you people here, and we're going to have a great show done, that type of thing, just basically being a hype man, um, just to get that, that, that rub, just to, just to get that publicity and get people talking about, oh, did you see Vince McMahon was on Raw and after everything that happened? And then finally the, the big boom gets dropped where uh, they uh, – Wall Street Journal reports that he was actually taking that money uh, to make these settlements out of his personal and, and not reporting it. And as, as a result, WWE being a publicly traded company, uh, all their records were, were false because there was all this money that wasn't being accounted for because he wasn't reporting it because he was making all these settlements on the side uh, out of his own pocket. And that's what basically was the downfall. It wasn't what he was doing because he's a man. He can do anything he wants because that's our culture, unfortunately. But it was the fact that he was messing with the money of the of the publicly traded company. That's what made, made him basically have to step down. So finally, whatever happened, whatever you know made it happen, it's finally happened. He's he's out. He retired, and uh, I don't I don't I think it's permanent. I don't think he's gonna. Uh, it's pro wrestling, so he might come up and hey, look at I'm back again. Watch out. Uh, I certainly hope he doesn't do that, but no, it it appears it's finally uh, over with. So yeah, it's been a bit of crazy summer in, in, in wrestling. If you, you know, I know, I know you, you don't follow it that closely, but 
I mean, I've heard, I've heard some of it. Um, most of it I've picked up from you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been wild. <laughs> uh, we, we will not forget wrestling fans will not forget 2022 uh, because it's the year Vince McMahon <laughs> finally went down. Um, and then on the other side and in, in all elite wrestling, uh, that seems to be that uh, they have a lot of issues over there as well. It's a lot of infightings, a lot of guys that are, that, that don't like each other that are, uh, going out and cutting promos uh, when they get a live microphone that they weren't supposed to be cutting, you know, kind of going into business for themselves, that type of thing. Um, and and there's also been some uh, tampering charges that WWE, when they finally got rid of Vince McMahon and, and Triple H is, is running things, Triple H uh, now is in charge of everything, that uh, apparently they've been calling some of the AEW guys and saying, hey, uh, the old man's gone, you can come back home now, except no, they're they're under contract to the AEWs. You can't, you, you really can't do that. Um, but I don't, I don't think the guys are are turning up, uh, uh, turning their ears away. I think some of them are listening and trying to figure out ways to, to if, can they get out of this, these contracts and make their way back home now that now that the old man uh, is definitely gone. So uh, it's a lot. There's been a lot going. On. It's, it's like the NFL. It's just every time you turn around, there's a lot happening there's something else happening you got to kind of keep your head on a swivel at all times i tell you what nfl and wwe has been a very welcome uh diversion when i go through twitter and and scrolling social media uh from the doom scrolling at least they saved me from the doom scrolling of, of everything else that's going on in the world and in our country um with, with some of the silliness that's happening in uh, in football and wrestling so I, I thank them for that at least that's good that's good So what else are we uh, filling time talking about? We've we've gotten through an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, of, of... I'm. I honestly, any any point here, I'm good. So, <laughs> like I said, I was I I was not expecting um, to have to do a ton of talking tonight. I, I'm with you. Uh, same here. I was I was like I said, I had like three or four questions ready for Bernard and Cass, yeah. and I was going to let them take I, it. I from figured there. we'd have. And I didn't realize you said it for two hours live, so I figured it'd be an hour yeah. with them, and then an hour, or you know what I mean, where you do. But no, exactly. We, we go long with them, so that I understand because I think the last time we had them on, it went well into the after show. That's exactly why I did it. The, I'm pretty sure the last time they were on, I'd said it for an hour live, and then two hours later, uh, we're still going. And I'm like, um, we're, we're yeah. about to get kicked off of this thing. So no, that's why yeah. I said it for two hours live. But no, I'm uh, at any point here, because uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm, I don't really have a whole lot right now. This was, this was going to be that last fill-in show to kind of go over some things uh, before we actually get into um, – our, our season. So I am, I am, I am, I can call it, uh, you can call it anytime you like. I think that I think that's what's about to happen. I, I think I'm pretty much out of stuff as well. Um, uh, the baseball season has been weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that That's up and down. Uh, I think that's the only way to, to describe it. Uh, like it was, it was joking because you, you know, your white Sox are still in it barely like I don't think yeah. it's because of anything they're doing I think it's just because the the rest of the competition is so mediocre you know Tony okay. Russo is doing his best to, to screw it up but they but they're hanging around anyway 
I, I'm trying to cling to uh, a money position in our fantasy league. I didn't know if you realized that we had moved all the way up to fourth. No, every time we talk, you say that we've moved up even more than I thought we had before. So we, I'm yeah. So we are, we that. are right now as of as to the minute right now we are sitting in fourth place, uh, eleven points ahead of fifth place. Oh, okay. So but we made quite the jump. Um, it's, it's amazing what happens when when your pitchers today the pitchers are getting killed, but it's amazing what happens when your when your pitchers actually start winning games and, and your your stats improve and you start getting a lot of home runs. It's, it's, wow, this is what it was supposed to be all year, which is funny because for the first time in twenty plus years of, of being in this league, I made no trades. Huh. I looked at the team, and my my assessment at the trade deadline was, I don't need to trade for better players because my guys are actually starting to play better. <laughs> so so in my mind, I was really just trading the bad versions of those players for better versions. They believe they call that betting on yourself. I was betting on myself, and it was funny because I had teams, you know, teams calling on me back in June when we were sitting in ninth, tenth place because they wanted me to dump players, and I just kept having that weird feeling like I know this team is better than this, I know this, you know, um, and it's working out. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad far, to hear that. It, it's working out, you know, and 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 pitching has has held. <laughs> um, tonight it didn't hold. Uh, tonight our guys did not do good pitching, but um, I don't know if you've seen George Kirby, what he's been doing. I, I, I watched him live yesterday. I was sitting at home. And I oh, and saw he set that, the major league record. Yes, I saw that display of uh, refusing to throw outside the strike zone. I was like, wow. <laughs> we, we talk about guys who like to pound the strike He really likes to yeah. pound and the that's strike what he's, And that's what he's known for. So yeah. that's no, why he, he got the call up. He is he is allergic to walking people. He does, he doesn't do it. He he doesn't want to throw any balls. He uh, the the record that he set was, um, as far as known recordings of of pitches and strikes and balls, uh, however far back that goes. Uh, he uh, George Kirby of the Mariners yesterday threw the first twenty six I believe pitches of the game were strikes. Yeah, um, and that would be a, that would be a record as far as uh, every, as far as anyone knows. Like one, I think one of the pitches was out of the zone and got swung at, and uh, right. all the others were, were in were in the zone. But yeah, that's a, if, yeah. I if saw no matter the where the ball is located, if it's swung at, it's a strike. Uh, somebody on Twitter posted George Kirby just threw his first ball of the game. It's the third inning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I was I was watching it. So yeah, so it's so it's funny because our first two picks in our in our minor league draft or our ultra draft of the reserve guys, uh, our first two picks were George Kirby and Johnny Cueto. Thanks. It it worked out. Yes. Uh, Cueto specifically because I didn't pick him up in my fantasy league, so you can thank oh, me no. for that. <laughs> if I had, he wouldn't. <laughs> If I had, he would not be doing as well as he had. I'd... He doesn't that, strike about... anybody out anymore, but no. he he has become the – he's the definition of just crafty veteran now, isn't he? 
Right. If he was a lefty, he would definitely be a crafty lefty. He'd be a crafty lefty. So what are they? You know, when you're a righty, though, what do they call you? Junk. Junk baller. Yes. Yeah. That's Johnny Cueto. He's junk balling, um, but it's been working. So. He's eight hundred different variations of his motion. He pauses. He stops. He yeah. shakes his ass. He shakes his foot. He does all his wiggles and. Uh, at the end of the day, then you look up and you've made an out, and you're like, "How how did I how did that happen? How did how did I make an out with with that guy?" It, it's got to be frustrating for the hitters because it, it's frustrating for me watching from home. It's like, God, just throw the ball! What are you doing? Uh, and he's on my team too, and, and it's still frustrating to watch. But yeah, it's 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 very effective. He's a lot more effective this year than Lucas fucking Giolito. I know that much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe he's been their ace this year. Pretty much. Well, no, uh, Dylan Cease is the ace. Oh, okay, yeah. The fact that he yeah, didn't make ERA the all-star is team is like two. the – he he doesn't give up anything. Um, and he didn't make any – but he's not an all-star. Just the biggest joke. I don't even want to talk about that. But when we look, come on, all-star games are like the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, you or, or know, top ten lists or draft grades, or when trade a, grades. <laughs> grade this trade, what? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to really love that part of the uh, of the baseball all-star game where you see a guy from a, from a team that you don't usually see, a last-place right. team, the Pirates or something like that. Like, oh, there's the, the all-star from that team that, that – isn't very good, but everybody gets to have an all-star on their team. When I was a kid, I thought that was really cool. We don't fucking need that anymore. I, I don't, maybe I, maybe something happened to me or whatever. I got cynical. I don't need to see the Diamondbacks. I don't need to see Joe Manta ply. I don't need to see uh, all these guys from these teams. That, I think what happened is the teams that I didn't realize when I was a kid Maybe I realize it, but not as you know, not as severely as I do now. That these teams are terrible, mostly because they're trying to be on purpose, because they're not spending money, because they they just yeah. take the revenue sharing and and keep it, and they're not actually putting it into putting it back into the team and trying to make the team any good. They're just uh, all about making the money. Um, so now I, you know, I I look at those teams like that, like you know, Pirates and the and the Diamondbacks and the, and the Royals and. Uh, like I don't need to see the the all stars from any of those teams because those teams are bad on purpose and they're taking spots away from guys like Dylan Cease who actually deserve to be on the all star team because he's actually uh, a fucking great pitcher and and should be probably the all star or the um, Cy Young leader if he was on a team that was any good. Um, I, I don't need to see the guy and I hate the fact that I got to that to that point because I used to really love seeing like I said those teams. Uh, that usually don't have any kind of spotlight on them at all. Hey, there's the all-star from the, from the you know, the Expos when they were terrible. Hey, there's their all-star. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that anymore. Just get, get rid of that. Cause you're taking spots away from guys who actually deserve it. Uh, some of them, most of them probably have contracts that have that, that reward them for being named to the all-star team. Can you imagine Dylan's looking at Dylan Cease's numbers and saying, you don't deserve a bonus cause you didn't make the all-star team. What the fuck are you talking about? Come on. So yeah, we we can riff about anything, can't Man. we? You said you said yeah. we're ready to shut it down, and here we are, fifteen minutes later, and still. Well, going. all you had to say was baseball. 
<laughs> you know. Uh, and don't get me started on my fantasy team because that'll be another 15 minutes of me. Oh, yeah, because you hear about all the injuries. Uh, and now it's where um, just the guys that are there and playing, they're, they're just not consistent. I just can't. Uh, I'm, I'm so close. I'm, I'm only like seven points out of the money um, with a with a month to go, more than a month. So it's there. It's it's within my grasp. I just don't see a path. I, I don't see how I'm going to be able to make up these points because the guy, I, I, all my offensive guys, they're not consistent. No one's. I don't have an Aaron Judge. I don't have a guy that's just destroying everybody. I don't have Kyle Schwarber's up to what 35 home. I don't have one of those guys that's just killing wow. everybody. But they're all like. Productive, so I can't really cut. You know, I'm not going to cut Marcus Simeon. I'm not going to, you know, Austin Riley has been damn good. He he wasn't an All Star originally, but if it, you know, he made it as an injury replacement. Um, you know, Anthony Rizzo had uh, a great start to the year. He's been uh, falling off lately, but I'm not going to cut him because you know, as soon as I do, he'll go on a streak of hitting you know five or six homers. Um, all my guys are just good enough. You know, Ian Happ, uh, Andres Jimenez. Uh, they're all just barely good enough where I can't really cut them and, and pick up anybody uh, off the waiver wire because they're not going to be any better. Um, and, and the guys that I have cut and wound up, you know, going getting hot as hell, like uh, Jonathan India, I tried to talk him up before the season started, and I waited on him and waited on him, and he started slow and never got it going. I finally said, fuck it. I, I, I finally cut him. And as soon as I cut him, he just got hot as hell. I was like, oh, come on. Uh, it's, it's been it's just been one of those years for me. It's nothing I can really do about that. Just well, you know, and it's a long season, next year. so you got six full weeks almost left. Yeah, but if if I thought I could identify who's going to get hot in those six weeks and go pick them up, you know, off the wire, I just I can't make heads or tails of some of these guys that are uh, Corey Dickerson uh, of the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten hits in a row. Just had a streak where he went ten for ten. Yeah. Like, if I pick him up, he's going over his next 20. I guarantee. Well, you don't you – know, the, baseball is a game of averages, right? Right. So He's not going to bat 1,000 for the next month. I understand that. <laughs> right. He did it for a three-game stretch. And so, if you didn't have him for that stretch, don't go chasing it. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, but, but I'm desperate, man. That's, why, desperate. We would joke, that's why we would joke about – fantasy football and there's that you know I forget the guy but he played for the Panthers I want to say he was like a third string tight end and he had two touchdowns on opening you know in the opening game oh yeah uh, yeah I don't remember the name either but I know that I remember, guy yeah I remember what you talking about pick him up. yep in every league you know you were in or I was in everybody ran to go pick him up I avoided him in every league because it, it, I think he finished the season with two touchdowns <laughs> Yeah, and that happens every year. Somebody gets hot the first week, and everyone rushes to pick him up, and then he doesn't do anything. That's that's part of the fun of fantasy football. Is some guys, you know, you you look at them and you just know that that op- that opening week or week two that success that's not going to last. You just laugh at whoever picks him up, like you idiot. <laughs> you think he's going to actually keep doing that? Um, and every now and then, like every five years or so, somebody does keep doing that. And, like, That's wow, true. Okay. You, you, you never know. You know, just whoever picked up Baby Terminator when he replaced Le'Veon Bell, oh, he's not going to keep that up. And twelve weeks later, he was still doing it. But like you said, then Le'Veon Bell officially was yeah. was just, ruled out. And 
just that when you needed him for your playoffs. Oh. <laughs> he stabbed you in the heart. Oh, man, because he was trash for the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, that he was. Pretty much once the Le'Veon Bell thing was over. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, okay. yeah, so. Okay, I think I mean uh, it I this time. I remember it. Um, God, anything else? Uh, uh, we, neither one of us can riff on the uh, the, the student loan forgiveness by uh, old President we Biden. We don't have any. Because neither one of us took out any student loans. So I uh, don't know if any, there's any strong opinions about that. Um, I, I just don't understand the, the hate behind it. Like I, I was telling my wife, if Trump did that, everybody, man of the people. Man, no, he, they'd hate him. No, just, just the other side would hate him. I can't that's imagine that's Democrats all it is. Doesn't, that. doesn't matter who does it. The other side's going to hate it. That's what we have become. There's no political discourse anymore. Most of the time, there's I, no agree right, to disagree. It is there is no degree. I read. I, no, I, I, I listened to a. I listened to a book about the the polarization of of our media. It was a very good book. And it basically boiled it down to say that every discussion now is the other side is Hitler. Right. That's it. Because <laughs> once you bring up Hitler, you can't argue about anything. Oh yeah, you're. So Hitler. all you have to do is it's a race now. Whenever you're arguing with somebody, and then eventually someone's going to go, well, you know, well, yeah, well, your guy's Hitler, or, or your side basically is Nazis, right? That's all it's going to be. I, I don't. I think I think that's true on most topics. This one I didn't understand the uh, the the discourse. I, I still don't understand the discourse of people running and saying that this is just the worst thing. And how can you expect this? Who's going to pay for it? Honestly, even the people who were getting the loan forgiveness were mad about this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I, I, did I you see understand. those? I saw those yeah. posts. Because they're like, you yeah. know what? That's great. You're taking ten thousand off. The interest will get it back in three months. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. So, so you're saying that's you don't what, want apparently those, that's the punishing part of this. It's not the loans. It's the the, the, the crippling interest on these loans. Sure, uh, but he did something about that too. That's the that's the crazy part. He's he's, he's capping the uh, the interest as well, but. But that, that's getting lost in all the screaming yeah. about this is the worst thing to happen, and how can you expect farmers to pay? The farmers are not paying for yeah. this. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, the government has no money. You know that, right? The government owns nothing. The federal government, all their money is accumulated through taxes, me and you and everybody else. So anytime they spend money, either the Fed prints it out of thin air which means you have inflation because now you've diluted the money supply, or we're paying for So everybody's paying for this. It's not like the – yeah, there's an element to that, but there's so much other stupid shit that we – you know, the, your and my money and all people who work and pay taxes, what their money is going towards. People don't think in those terms. They think of it as it's the government's money. No, no, no. It's your money and my money and you know, it's everybody's money. No, it's not about the government to me. Is is just like the um, with the gas prices, yeah. uh, that the government isn't paying for for that either. The companies have the 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 
ability to set whatever price they want, depending on whatever they decide uh, is fair or not. Uh, and it's, usually it's not about fair. It's about the, the whatever margin they can make for so themselves as unfair. large as they can. Unfair. <laughs> right. So this is not about the uh, the government with the interest rates for the for the uh, for the student loans either. It's, it's to me, it's squarely on the, the the interest companies. They can set whatever rate they want. The reason it's thirty percent now and it was three percent, you know, thirty forty years ago is because they can do it. It's simply because they can, uh, and and whatever, uh, you know, Biden put a cap on that. And so it's not going to be nearly that much in, uh, going forward, and I think that's that's awesome. Um, but it was just, it's just the way that people ran to slam it and put it down and try to act like somebody else is, is paying for it and we're paying for it and and who's going to pay for it? that that's always makes me crazy because we're not paying for that at all. That the companies set those rates and they can set it however they want. So all, all that money. Uh, is, is all that's not money that's coming out of our pockets. That's money that's uh, the CEO of uh, of Fannie Mae uh, can't buy mansions on the on the coast of Ireland. Can only buy six. That's what that's what that money is coming from. It's not coming out of our pocket. Uh, but people get irrationally upset with stuff like that. Anytime you uh, take money that would have gone to further rich people, uh, and usually rich white people. And you reduce that somehow. That's an affront to America. Like, do you not realize what you're saying when you say that? Like, do you not see how everyone can can tell where your you know, allegiance is when you immediately start getting angry at something like that? It's just uh, I, I couldn't understand. And then the politicians that got mad at it, like one by one by one, uh, what you were just talking about—that so many of them had PPP loans that got forgiven. And they're railing against this. How can you possibly, do you not understand that when you take a loan out, you have to pay for it? That's just the rules. And then immediately somebody, um, is this you right here with the, with the PPP loan that got forgiven? So obviously you don't have to pay for your loan. Like the hypocrisy now, I think it's even worse than, than it ever has been. Like people just don't even care anymore. They, uh, they just come right out and say things that, immediately get debunked and proven wrong right in their face and, and they don't care because they know because they they saw the the last few years of, of of politicians saying anything and everything no matter how wrong it is and people just saying yeah he's right about that and then it's trump and biden and everybody else uh no matter what they say people just yeah we'll back it oh, up yeah, and, and I, believe I it mean, no matter I, what i mean we went through four years of trump apologists and i swear there's just as many biden apologists as there are trump apologists Probably. It's just, well, it's a different team now. Oh, my team's winning, so it's okay when my team does it. Oh, man, that that's become the new um, thing as I watch because, you know, it's like, oh, Trump could do this. He'd get away with anything. And it switches to Biden. It's like, well, wait, you know, well, you can't do that. That's whataboutism. Oh, well, huh? Okay. Yeah, you there's know. a lot out there. Yeah. No, that's what I mean, though, that, there, that there's no discourse and you can't have civil conversations about these things anymore. You're just literally watching the whole thing just fracture. I, I wish we could. It is, there's, there's a lot to discuss and a lot to, to hash out. And we could just, you know, yeah. just decide to talk about it instead of trying to point out somebody's uh, 
I, I see what you're doing. Gotcha. I see that you're trying to defend so-and-so. Um, and and it, it's so obvious. You know, that's my problem with it is when you make it so obvious what side you're on, and you're not even trying to look at facts or, or issues. You're just deciding, which, okay, uh, this side is a side that argues against uh, student loans getting reduced. Well, why are you why are you against that? Uh, b- because um, it's it's wrong, and because I had to pay my student loans back, so everyone else should have to too. What? That's that's that's, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. And so it's to me, it's not even about some some sort of uh, like feeling of unfairness or. Uh, it, it, it's just clearly about politics. It, that's that's my point. Is you know we agree to disagree, but I really do think all these people that are saying that student loans getting reduced is some sort of terrible, bad, unfair thing. If Trump was the one to do it, would say the exact opposite. Yeah, what correct. a great guy. What a great move. No, you, you are absolutely correct, and his opponents would have taken the exact opposite stance because we have reached the point where you can't let anybody get a win. Nobody can have a win. Uh, Trump couldn't be allowed to have any wins. Biden can't be allowed to have any wins. Only Biden's people think he has wins, and the the Republicans don't. And when Trump was president, he didn't get wins. His side thought he got wins. The other side didn't. It didn't matter if it was really a win or not. That's what we've done now. It, it, it's just the polar. It's the polarization of everything now. This is the, this is the, the flaw in the two-party system. It wasn't like this when we were younger, right? It was not anywhere near it this bad. It wasn't as well. We didn't have social media. It, it can't be all that. It, it's most like, of it. How much of how much of what we see is you know everybody dunking on each other on social media trying to score virtue points. I'll say this: these politicians that you know put their foot in their mouths. I'm sure a lot of them wouldn't be doing that without social media. So yeah, I, I guess that is right. a big part of it. So no, I, I and and that anybody can have a say in this, or any anybody can call anybody out on anything, and you know, Twitter explodes. Yeah, we we didn't have this. You know, um, how many how many accounts do you see of people? And I know you see these where somebody says, well, doesn't matter whether you agree with the person or not, but they say something extremely inflammatory, but then have it set that nobody can reply except for the people who they like. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Well, uh, then you can say whatever you want because nobody's going to call you out on it. That's why you put that setting on, right? Yeah, if you if you don't want to take any of the heat, you just say, "Oh, I'm going to say this thing, and then I'm going to make it where no one can reply back to me." Correct. Yeah, that's. I I, I don't. Uh, you know, I say I can't imagine doing that, but nobody responds to me anyway. Um, so, but if I was that, if, if I were into saying things that inflammatory, um, but then I couldn't take the heat of people responding back to me. Yeah, I don't think that would be my first uh, option to, to to make that setting. I think my first option would be maybe I shouldn't say these inflammatory things. Then. Yeah, and I see those accounts, and God, yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've just muted. Like, why are these people in my feed? Why do I keep seeing these same people that I don't ask to see populating right. my feed? And it started, and, and yeah, it's just like mute, mute, mute. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I, I, 
I mute a lot. I, I mute people who I just who say things that are just patently wrong, and I'm just like that's stupid and wrong, and I don't need to yeah. ever see that. Period. And I, and I, I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you say something stupid and wrong, I I, I pretty much always mute you right there on the spot because I don't I don't need that. I don't need stupidity in my timeline. There's enough of that. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of it that's that's entertaining stupidity, but just yeah, blatant. Um, over the top, especially if it's, uh, you know, ill-natured, I guess you would say, you know. That's the stuff I I don't like. Yeah, Uh, just mean and wrong for no reason, just trying to, like, uh, yeah, especially, like, demonizing uh, or or villainizing a a certain section of people that for, for no reason then, because my political... Uh, allies demonize them, so I think I need to too. It's like, why though? What 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 are you doing? So stuff like that, and and saying wrong things about those groups of people, I, I'm really sensitive to the stuff like that. So yeah, just mute. I, I don't need it. Uh, well, I'm I'm tell you what, I'm muting myself. <laughs> I'm done. I'm tapping out. Now now you're finally done. Yeah, half an hour. Now I'm done. Oh, I'm, I'm BQD. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm done too. I don't know if there's anything else we could really cover. Um, I, I do want to ask what uh, we, we we do have to make a decision at some point as to what we're doing for our uh, preview. Are we going uh, two hours full flame, or are we trying to split it up? Uh, well, I know for sure. That, well, let me look at my if I can find my calendar here. I know for sure we're gonna do a show at least that Tuesday night on the sixth. I'm trying to decide if I want to do. Do we want to do like 90 minutes back to back nights, or do we really, or do we want to try to cram into two hours I just I just know I just got that bad feeling like if we try to cram it all into two hours we're going to end up doing one conference in 30 minutes um okay the Sunday before Labor Day and Labor Day itself are, are those off limits for you Sunday before Labor Day okay are you talking the fourth and the fifth yeah, um, cause I'm, 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 I know Wednesday the seventh is off limits because I'm back in my bowling league. So oh, okay. The options then being like those three or four days, even Saturday the third. I'm just thinking I'm trying to expand beyond the uh, the the Tuesday and Wednesday because Wednesday is out. So if if we didn't do if we don't do Labor Day at all, uh, then that leaves the six by itself. But if we do split it up, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be. Uh, two days in a row. It could be Sunday and Tuesday oh, or Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, and, I would say if I was looking at it that way, Sunday and Tuesday would work the best for me if we're splitting them up just because Monday is a really long day for me for work. Oh, okay. Um, that's an all day, and that'll be the end of a very long, of a, of a longer than normal work week for me. Um because my days off are weird that week because it's Labor Day weekend, so I'm working that Sunday, and then I'm home on the Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's why Tuesday and Wednesday were perfect, because I'm home those days. 
So Sunday and Tuesday would work the best unless you just want to try to do like a mega show on Tuesday. Yeah, those are our two options. I'm I'm still uh, – I'm, I, I'm too tired to decide it right now, but I did want to yeah. at least ask if you had a preference. Yeah, um, kind of looking at it that way, I'd probably lean towards just trying to do one big show and being smart about our time for a change. Uh, us being smart <laughs> about our time? For a change. You couldn't even say that with a straight face. Come on. No, I, no, um, I said it. And I was like, oh, God. I said, no, that's not happening. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe just be a little, you know, a little bit more economical on some of our views. All right. But I know we, 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 we get into arguments, we get into strange arguments about things during uh, football preview. Well, I remember one year we talked for half an hour about the Dolphins when we picked them to be in last place. <laughs> I mean, it was be, compelling. I, if, if we could... If we want to really rip off PTI, we can. Uh, I can set my phone timer. We can really uh, <laughs> make oh, ourselves like a bell. <laughs> Fifteen minutes on each, whatever, or, or ten minutes, what, and and the hard stop right there. So. Yeah, and well, and the, and the tricky part too is to not spend twenty minutes talking before we even get to it. <laughs> right. I'm usually guilty of that. Uh, trying That's to both of us because because so, we're always catching up on something else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to get the perfect lead up and, and get it just right, and I wind up rambling yeah. on. and Yeah, yeah I, right, I'm, so. I'm fine trying to do a mega show on the 6th and just getting it all knocked out. Okay. So I'm, whole, I'm off that day, too. So for me, that works because I can actually get all my thoughts together and not yeah. be in the middle of the work week trying to do it. All right, sounds good. I'm off on Labor Day, so I'll use that time to, to get my thoughts together. Yeah. All right, that sounds like a plan. Okay, uh, and, the, and I'm sure we'll change. We'll, we'll change it or something. <laughs> but as of right now, I, I, I'd be all. I'd be good for the sixth, which would be. That's only two weeks. Yes. Very wow. good time. Less than two weeks. You got the new theme music all picked out. I do not have a new theme music. I did record our new intro already, so that's oh, already okay. uh, ready to go. All right. I do have new music for the uh, the, the two minute warning to do the plug. So that's uh, if anyone's excited about that, I did uh, make a new. Ooh, there's a tease. That. That's called a tease. Yeah, really excited about the two minute warning uh, music that I have. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I was using Renard's uh, words. Uh, that sounds like a plan. That's the last. This is the last thing I heard from. Him, so. I don't know what happened. They they disappeared into the ether after that, so, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so too bad we couldn't catch up with Renard and Cass tonight. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to chop it up with them sometime in the future. But for those of you who did tune in, for us, you you got two hours of talk. I don't know uh, how much of it you were looking forward to, but, but you got it. We, we gave you uh, close to two hours anyway. So. Uh, but that's what we're looking at for our next show is the 10th anniversary, the start of our 10th season of this podcast, if you can believe it, coming up on Tuesday, August the 6th, the big mega prediction show, preview show, NFC and AFC, uh, and we might set up our, our phones and have some timers going and try to keep ourselves, because this is 10 years now, we've been saying, we're going to do better at time, we're going to keep ourselves on track, and we never wind up keeping on track, so. but maybe, maybe that's part of our charm, I don't know. We'll right, we'll pick out. we'll pick that first Thursday night game in the last ninety seconds of the show. 
guaranteed, <laughs> no matter what. All right, now we're definitely done. All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast, the Kings of Non-Sequitur, our last Kings of Non-Sequitur of the offseason as we get ready for actual football to start one more week of preseason football where hopefully people don't hurt themselves. Like It, it, it always happens, though. Someone always – uh, someone major gets hurt in, in one of these last preseason games. That's why I don't even do my fantasy drafts before the the, the last preseason or the third preseason game of of the season. My fantasy draft, uh, that league that you were talking about that I'm in, that that still doesn't draft until uh, next Saturday night, I believe. So uh, because I, I you got to wait. These guys, they, somebody somebody major, just watch. Somebody major is getting hurt this weekend. I'm not wishing it on anybody, but it's going to happen because it always happens every year. All right, we are out of here, and we will be back Tuesday, August the 6th, and we will be ready to pick, even though I have no confidence in my picks this year, for the NFL season, and we will talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.